Freedom Fail. We'd like to take you on a visit to a town that doesn't exist. A town we call Springfield, USA. We'd like to show you how things would be in any American town if communism took over. This is the story of what happens to freedom of thought under a communist regime. Mercedes McCambridge stars as Anne Bishop in Tears for Miss Bishop. Garden, Father? An old friend of ours is here to see us. Oh, Dean Maxwell. Hello, Anne. How nice to see you again. And you. Sit down, Tom. Would you have a drink? No, nothing, thanks. And how is my favorite educator? Oh, a little grayer, a little older, that's about all. <laughs> Anne, Dean Maxwell has some interesting news for you. Yes, Anne, and I won't keep you in suspense about it. I put in the request for you to join our teaching staff at Midwestern, and it's been approved. Oh, wonderful. Here's your certificate and a note of approval from the communist leaders in charge of education. Oh, and when do I begin? Three weeks. The start of the fall term. And may God have mercy on your soul. Oh, Dad doesn't have much confidence in my ability as a teacher. But I have to be doing something. Oh, no, 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 it's not that. You know it isn't, but... But what? And, honey, I've tried to protect you from what's going on. I've been pretty well able to do that up until now. But now, for almost the first time in your life, you're going to be on your own. You'll see things and you'll find out about things that... Henry, I'll give our girl all the help I can. You know that. Yes, I know. If it weren't for you being there, I'd be a lot more frightened. Well, I, for one, don't understand what all the fuss is about. <laughs> I speak five languages and speak them well, thanks to you, Father. I can certainly teach them to others. So stop pulling those long faces, you two. Oh, all right, then. And now I have a thousand and one things to do to get ready. So if you'll excuse me, Dean Maxwell. Certainly. I'll be upstairs if you want me for anything, Dad. All right, dear. Tom, please take care of her. Promise me you will. Yes, Henry. I promise. <laughs> What is it? Good morning. I'm Anne Bishop. I believe that I... Oh, yes, Miss Bishop. Dean Maxwell is expecting you. My name is Anderson. How do you do? Now, there are a few questions I want to ask, Miss Bishop. Oh, but my appointment... These is... questions come first. Your full name, please. Anne Marie Bishop. Other names by which you are known? I beg your pardon? Other names, aliases, names used in party work, etc. No. None. Mm-hmm. Now, your party number. I, I, I'm not a member of the Communist Party. Really? Well, this is most surprising. You have your certificate, do you? Oh, yes, everything's in order. But I don't understand. We've never permitted a non-party member to teach here. Does Dean Maxwell know about this? Yes. Did he have anything to do with securing your appointment here? I believe he put in the initial request. I see. Oh, uh, my language experience has been entirely practical. My father and I traveled a great deal before the communist... That is, before travel was restricted. Your father? Uh, well, Miss Bishop, uh, are you related to Commissar of Culture for this district? Henry Bishop? He's my father. Oh, well. 
Well, of course, that explains a great deal. Uh, please go right in, Miss Bishop. I'm very sorry that this took so long, but you know how it is. Rules and regulations and everything. Yes, I know how it is. Thank you, Miss Anderson. Miss Bishop to see you, Dr. Maxwell. Come in, Miss Bishop. Thank you. Please take a chair there. There are several things that are required of me in meeting a new teacher at Midwestern People's University. First, in the name of the people and of the Communist Party, may I welcome you to this school of learning. Second, I have a statement to read. Here it is. <coughs> Every teacher in this institution must study thoroughly the broad, many-sided, and extremely significant science of society, which is communism, in order to work with maximum consciousness and clear purposefulness for the cause of communism. This is the society of the laws of the development of society, of the laws of the development of the proletarian revolution of the victory of communism. Above all, remember, political orientation and loyalty to the work of communism are the principal traits of the good teacher. Now, Miss Bishop, do you understand everything I have said so far? Well, not quite, Doctor. <laughs> you see, I thought that I was... Miss Bishop, I will repeat the question. Do you understand everything I have said? And answer yes. Yes, Dean Maxwell. I understand. Very well. And now, Miss Bishop, this concludes our initial interview. If you will come with me, please, I shall show you your office and classroom. All right. Miss Anderson. Oh, yes, Doctor. I'm taking our new teacher on a personally conducted tour. I'll be back within an hour. Oh, but have you forgotten I'm about... I'm sure the... that rules and regulations would require this action for the daughter of Henry Bishop. Don't you agree? Of course. I thought you would. Come along, Anne. Let's get some fresh air. I'm all confused with what's going on. Hey, I don't make head or tails of it. Uh, confusion is the order of the day, Anne. That's why I wanted to talk to you out here. The only way I can straighten you out before you make a mistake mistake. Any little error, any departure from the prescribed methods could mean your ruin here. I've known for quite some time that my secretary is a member of the secret police. Every word spoken in my office goes down in the records. Oh, yes. Miss Anderson is very efficient. Oh, but that's terrible. You'll learn to live with such things to make the best of them. Like I have, and like your father. C could we sit down here for a minute? Certainly. Right over here. So, what did you mean by like my father? Well, I went to school with Henry Bishop, roomed with him for four years. I guess I know him about as well as anyone could. We're a great deal alike in many ways. We're both old men now with not much to look forward to except death. Oh, that's not true. Oh, no, I know what I'm talking about. Your father had the same reasons for joining the Communist Party that I did. It was the easiest way to keep living. He follows directions just as I do, the same motive. Certainly he can do some good as commissar of culture. I can do some good as the dean of the language department. But we're still afraid. Afraid to show any independence of thought because that's dangerous. We obey blindly in constant fear of being called down for deviations. And you must learn to do the same, my dear. Hmm. I'll try, Doctor. I'll try very hard. I'm sure you will. Now, let me tell you about a few institutions we have here at the school. 
There is what we refer to as the triangle. It consists of three people who spy on teachers and students alike in every department. They're the ones to watch out for. First, there's Frederick Lodge. He's the organizer for the Communist Party. Second, Stanley Tortell, organizer of the Communist Youth. And third is our own Miss Anderson, my secretary. I'm beginning to understand what you're up against. Yes, it makes it all very cozy. Various triangles in the campus are joined together in the PTA. You mean the parents are involved? Oh, no, I forgot to tell you. The PTA exists, but not as the Parent Teachers Association. Now it is the People's Triangle Alliance. <laughs> clever, don't you think? Yes, very clever. It's frightening, too. Yes. I have just one more thing to say, Anne. I know how much you think of your father. Oh, yes, we're very close. We have been ever since my mother died. I know that. But remember this. Your father is a big man as far as the communists are concerned. A man with an important position. They need him because the people respect him. His name alone will help you a lot. But anything that you do will reflect on him also, for good or bad. If you make a mistake, he'll have to answer for it along with you. Do you, do you understand? Yes, Dean Maxwell. I understand a lot more now than I ever did before. And thank you. <laughs> well, then, let's show you to your classrooms now. You have the report on Miss Anne Bishop, Totel. Yes, I do. Read it, please. Subject teacher does not display proper political orientation. On 4 September, she made the statement in front of the class that the French textbook was outmoded, backward, and ridiculous. On 27 September, she claimed to find an error in the German grammar and, with complete lack of discipline, substituted what she claimed was the correct fact. That's the end of it. You've been very thorough, Miss Anderson. I have one more thing to report. One day in Dean Maxwell's office, the subject made this statement. I have the recording, too, if you want it. No, 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 just I... read it, please. She said... I know these textbooks are prescribed, but does that mean that they have to be adhered to as rigidly as if they are government edicts? Yeah. Very inflammatory. What a crumble answer. I didn't get the answer. They left right after that. Together? Yes. Obviously working together. But I think we'd better be careful about this one. Her father, you know. Yes, by all means. I'm going to have Miss Bishop meet with this triangle and see if we can straighten her out. <laughs> Move a chair, please, Miss Bishop. Thank you. This is Mr. Tuttle. I'm Frederick Lodge, and I believe you know Miss Anderson. Yes, I do. Out of consideration for your father, we've decided to permit you to appear in person to answer certain grievances which are held against you. So may I ask exactly what these grievances are? We're informed that in some of your classes, you no longer use the textbooks that are recommended, that instead, you're using your own methods of teaching. That's true. Can you explain this? When I find a mistake in a grammar, it's a mistake, no matter who wrote the book. Miss Bishop, whatever the leaders say is correct, is correct. That goes for even a rule of grammar. And if tomorrow some other rule is prescribed, then that will become correct. I think that we'll have to... When will you finally grasp this simple proposition? But isn't there such a thing as truth? No. 
truth is a metaphysical abstraction. Miss Anderson, we... But isn't communism a truth, then? Only as long as it is ordered. If tomorrow the leaders disown communism and adopt something else, then that will become the only truth. Now, now, wait just a minute. This is getting entirely out of hand. Miss Bishop, we want to give you every consideration. As long as you contain yourself within the borders of considered judgment. We're bending over backwards to be reasonable. Perhaps you've forgotten both your responsibility to your leaders and to your father? I... I'm sorry. I apologize if I have been reactionary. I shall try to conform in the future. <laughs> now, now, that's more like it. Your remark just now shows an entirely different spirit. We'll be examining your future work with interest, Miss Bishop. You are listening to Tears for Miss Bishop, starring Mercedes McCambridge. A story of the way things could be if communism took over. A picture of what life would be like under a communist regime in an ordinary American town. A town we call Springfield, USA. Traduisez l'exercice, s'il vous plaît, Monsieur Martin. Uh, oui, mademoiselle. L'histoire américaine. La traduction, je vous prie. Uh, pardon, Pardonnez-moi. Uh, the American history. The colonies were settled uh, as an outthrust of capital, of British capitalism. During the colonial period, 12... No, uh, two exploiting classes. C'est correct? Uh, two exploiting classes appeared in the new land, the capitalists of the North and the slaveholders of the South. <laughs> Thus, at the time of the War for the Independence, the War of Independence, the people were subjected to a triple exploitation by the English bourgeoisie, by the Northern capitalists, and uh, by the Southern slaveholders. Très bien. La fois suivante, mademoiselle... S'il vous plaît. En anglais ou en français? En anglais, comme Monsieur Martin. The uh, slave system was uh, deteriorated. Class? C'est bien encore, mademoiselle. The slave system was destroyed, but the people did not win freedom. Following the death of Mr. Lincoln, or following the death of Lincoln, who was killed by an assassin, uh, bribed by capitalists and slaveholders, the northern bourgeoisie established a dictatorship, uh, which was continued until it was overthrown by the communist people's government. C'est bien. Enfin, mes élèves... Pardon, mademoiselle. Oui, monsieur. Uh, Puis-je parler en anglais? Yes, go ahead. Do you have a question? Well, uh, Go ahead. Well, not about the translation, but about what it says. I have some books at home that cover the same material, and there's nothing in there about a dictatorship of the northern bourgeoisie. It talks about the Bill of Rights and the Constitution and several please, other things. Please, class, please, class, s'il vous plaît. Mr. Martin, I believe that you should check with the authorities to see if your books are on the approved list. 
As you know, times change, circumstances change, things, viewpoints change from time to time. And what we think is right today may prove wrong tomorrow. I know that you have asked these questions because of an honest desire to find the truth. All I have to say is that this quotation on American history is taken directly from an approved book. And I wouldn't think too much about it. After all, it's only an exercise in grammar. And now back to the French. Enfin, à 75, nous trouverons un promenade dans les rues. Si vous avez souvent visité une ville... It's about time you came to see your father. Hello, Dad. Give me a kiss, huh? Mm-hmm. How's that? Then come kiss me again, sweet and twenty. Ten kisses short as one, one long as twenty. Shakespeare. Oh, from what? Well, night act two, scene three. Ah, you old faker. You'd have said anything just to show off. Oh, no, no. Can't fool me on my Shakespeare. In fact, you can't fool me at all. What's wrong, Anne? Nothing? Yes, 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 there is. Come on, come on, tell me about it. I feel so helpless. Month after month, watching those students say the words of communist propaganda. Not even knowing that their minds aren't being taught, they're just being trained. I know, I know. It isn't a system of education, it's a mass training along the party line. Here, look at these. Mm. These are orders for the teachers. Listen to this one. Mathematics teachers will choose or devise problems which involve the application of mathematical knowledge to military affairs. That is an order. Here's another one. Physical education in our school is most intimately related to the cultivation of communist morality and the traits of Bolshevik character in the students. And they have that same sort of thing for every class in the college. And you can't fight it. There's nothing that can be done. That's the way things are, and that's all there is to it. But there's not even any pretense at real education or freedom of thought or any development of those good young minds. It's a case of teach these things because we say they are true. Anne, I'm glad you feel this way. I'm very proud of you for realizing what we have lost, what we may never be able to regain. I've been so wrong trying to live with them trying to compromise with myself just to keep on living. Oh, it's not your fault. Yes, yes, it is. It's the fault of every one of us who lets this sort of thing go on. They came here last week, the 15, 16 of them, with a truck. They went into my library and took nearly every book. All except a few that were on the approved list. All my beautiful books. All my life went out of that door with them. You see, Anne, they were afraid of the truth those books contained. Oh, Father, I'm so sorry. I am. I'm so very sorry. I've made my decision, Anne. Tomorrow I'm resigning my position and resigning from the party. I have only one thing left to do. That's to die as an honest man. Come in, Miss Bishop. Close the door, please. I have a note here, Miss Anderson. 
Does Dean Maxwell Dean want to Maxwell see you? Dean Maxwell will see you in a few minutes. First, I want to see you. Very well, but I have only a few minutes. Everything going well in your classes? I think so. No complaints about our methods of instruction or what you have to teach? No. Mm -hmm. It will be interesting to see if your replacement likes them, too. My replacement? I don't understand. I never liked you, Miss Bishop. Right from the start, I knew you were a troublemaker. But I've been doing everything... Every time I tried to get rid of you, the others would talk me out of it because of your dear father, the great Henry Bishop, commissar of culture, world traveler and lecturer, and a member of the party. Miss Anderson, I'm only trying to... Shut up and sit down. I've sent in a hundred reports on you. Every little slip you made was grist for my mill. Every time you tried to put in your own ideas, I reported it. I didn't like you when you first walked in the door. Oh, the others kowtowed to you because you were Bishop's daughter, but that didn't mean anything to me. And now it's paying off. Now I'm getting rid of you, and I'll see to it that you never work again at teaching or anything else. I'll have you followed by the police every hour for the rest of your life. The great Henry Bishop's daughter, all the advantages, money, beautiful homes, traveled all over the world. And now, Miss High and Mighty, little Judy Anderson is going to give you your comeuppance. You're through. Finished. Washed. Up. I think I've heard enough. You haven't heard half enough. I demand that you let me see Dean Maxwell You, Dean Man. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's right. Yes, I demand it. And I'm sure that when my father hears about this... Oh, your father. Did I forget to tell you? Your father's dead. No. No, he can't be. No. No, he can't be. But he is. He's dead since this morning. Oh, no. And with him goes all your protection, little Miss Bishop. You're a nonconformist, a troublemaker, and no good for the party. Well, you're not even a party member. What's going and on? what's more, I... And Dr. Maxwell. <laughs> Dr. Maxwell. Miss Anderson, did you tell her? Yes, I did. Get out of here. This is my job, and I intend to do it. Get out of here now. I am an old man, but if you don't leave, I'll kill you with my bare hands. Well, I'll certainly see that the leaders hear about this. There, there. Try it out, Anne. Go ahead and try it out. It's true. My father Yes, yes, Anne, it's true. Henry died this morning. They sent word to me, and I wanted to tell you myself... I didn't know that... But I saw him just last night, and he was... How a... anyone could be so low. No, that's all right, Dean Maxwell. Don't... How, did, how, did, how did it happen? There weren't any details. The state is taking care of his funeral. Well, they should. They ran his life for him. They killed him. He was going to resign, and so they killed him. I... I don't know what to say, Anne. I can't think straight anymore... If there were only some... Maxwell, for the first time in months, I am able to think straight. Maybe you'll understand this, maybe you won't, but I feel as if a heavy weight had been taken off my brain. My father is gone. But he's where no one will ever be able to hurt him again. Or make him do things that he knows are wrong. I almost envy him. Yes, Anne. I do understand. But 
What will you do now? Something I should have done a long time ago. Tell my class the truth. Class, please. Please, I beg you to listen carefully to what I have to say. And to remember it well, because I have only a few minutes to talk to you, and then you'll never hear my voice again. This is my last lesson with you. During the months that I have sat in this chair and watched you progress in your studies, some of you have become my friends, and others of you are my enemies. You are spies in a police state that is ruled by fear and treachery. Miss Bishop! That's treason that you're talking Anyone who wishes to... Are you to... out of your mind? Anyone who wishes to leave may do so now. You get us all in trouble. I'm going after the authorities. And the rest of you had better leave, too. Please. If you want to leave, if you're afraid of hearing what I have to say, I'll understand that. Good. And listen to me carefully. The hope of the future is in the same place it always has been. In the minds of young people like you in the students of today. But today you are not students. You are only workers in a school. Your books are filled with lies. You know that. Or you've suspected it. And you've seen how simple truths have been twisted into immense lies through communist propaganda. Your parents may have told you some of the truth. And you yourselves have noticed other examples of contradiction. You have seen how every class is filled with what they call Marxist morals. Now, this is all I have to say to you. It's a simple thing. If you are students, then study what is going on. Study life as you are living it. See how communism has brought fear and mistrust and deceit and corruption to every part of this life. Study what they have done to our proud American history. Talk about it among yourselves and with others. Our most priceless possession was freedom of thought. Without that, we're nothing but animals obeying orders of our masters and cringing beneath their whips. But they are afraid, too. Afraid of the truth. Truth is a powerful weapon. They know that. They know that their lies can no longer exist if the truth is told. And you, as students, must search out that truth and let it be known. Only then will the world regain its freedom. There she is. Miss Bishop, Miss Bishop, come with us, please. Yes, Mr. Lyle. Everybody keep quiet and remain in your seats. Well, Miss Bishop? Yes. I'm coming. You have just heard a story of what happens to freedom of thought, to the democratic system of education under a communist regime. This is what would happen to our American system if communism ever gained control. You think this could not happen? It is happening right now today in every country dominated by communism. It did happen to Dr. H.C. Bokhart in Soviet Russia. After living the events you have just heard, Dr. Bokhart disappeared from Russia as an enemy of the state.
You have been listening to If Freedom Fails, starring Mercedes McCambridge as Anne Bishop in Tears for Miss Bishop. Raymond Burr was Dean Maxwell. Lou Krugman was Henry Bishop, and Isabel Jewell was Miss Anderson. Completing the cast were Dan O'Herlihy, Byron Kane, Sam Edwards, Lamont Johnson, and Donna Hainer. Music was composed by John Hicks, with musical direction by Michelle Perrier. Tears for Miss Bishop was written for If Freedom Failed by Robert C. Vinson, produced and directed by Will Scott. Sergeant Lloyd Iyer speaking. This program has come to you through the worldwide facilities of the United States Armed Forces Radio and Television Service. Thank <laughs> you.